This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and I am so pleased to be welcoming Sean Harvey back to the show so we can find out a little bit more about Warrior Compassion. Sean, welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. Man, I'm super excited about this because I know I shared a little bit about my journey earlier on Monday's episode, and we really focused on that Warrior Compassion, everything you're doing with Warrior Compassion Men's Studio. And I want to give that guy out there that's listening that this struck a chord with. All of a sudden, this starts resonating a little bit, but compassion is such a broad word, a broad topic that we might not know how to start implementing it. Can you give us a couple action steps, some tactics attached to like, this is how you start building some compassion. This is how you start developing that intimacy with yourself. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is you often associate mindfulness with compassion. If you're anything like me, sitting down and meditating can be the hardest thing in the world. The brain will not stop, right? So I think the the first thing for me is find what works for you. Find that thing that's going to allow you to just like get centered and grounded. So it could be meditating, could be a mindful moment. It could be a uh, just breath work, could be dance. For me, what I found is I often, I was living in the mountains in, in North Carolina for a while, in the Blue Ridge. And I would just go for drives. I would go for you know an hour drive in the mountains just to clear my head. So I think just finding, creating that space. And then also if you're feeling activated, charged, take a moment so you are moving from knee-jerk reaction to thoughtful response. The other thing I would say, you know, I was sent to an artist commune for five months in Canada to, to learn how to incorporate the arts and creative facilitation and what I do in my craft. I found that the arts and creativity and play, you know, I think that's what I'm going to say. Rediscover play. Find ways to play we can get so serious. And when we start talking about personal growth, we can feel like, oh man, I have to go into these deep, dark places and I have to be serious. I want to just say and get permission that play can be part of the equation. So if you can find the ways that play works for you, that often takes us to the place where we're not conscious of ourselves. We're not worried about how we look and we're allowing ourselves to just like be who we actually are and then pay attention when you're doing it as to who that person is that's showing up when you allow yourself to play. And I think that's huge. And an aspect of my journey, just tying back into like my personal relation here is like, I picked up a piano when I started therapy, I started physical therapy and like actual therapy with a therapist. One of my big meditation pieces is to your point, I cannot meditate. It's really hard to sit in silence, even doing breath work, all of that stuff. And um, what I found really like activates that capability for me was classical music. I could throw in headphones, listen to classical music, calming, soothing. And then as part of my downward spiral, I had a moment of realization where I had the thought of like, what if I could create it and not just listen to it? So I ended up taking up the piano about nine months ago, still do lessons a couple of times a week where I'm at play in a more creative space, getting that side, getting in touch with that side of who my, generally speaking, my background isn't that type, right? And I love one thing you said about knee-jerk and going from a knee-jerk reaction to a thoughtful response. 
that is incredibly difficult to do when your emotions are bubbling over. You've been packing all this together. You're that volcano erupting. Is there something that is like a, a, a triggering mechanism, a catch point where you can be like, oh, I feel this. Mm-hmm. So I know I need to activate the meditation, the breath work, the calming, thoughtful response. I think for me, I'll just speak for myself. When I become uncharacteristic of who I normally am, you know, when I notice that I'm lashing out or I'm more vicious, I'm mean. I remember, remember when I was a professor, this is pretty much before I did my work. It was always inevitably in a 15 week course, one session, one class, when I would just have a bad morning and I would come in and I would lash out. But I got to the point where if it happened, I noticed I was so in tune with myself, even back then, that I'm like, oh, I'm being a dick right now. <laughs> and then I would catch it and then I would immediately apologize, you know, and I would apologize for, and just acknowledge and name it. But it's, you know, so it was how I was paying attention to my own recap, my own calibrations. So it's not easy. It's not easy to see that, but I think the more you get in tune with yourself, the more you're able to say, oh, now I'm, I'm uncharacteristically, I'm out of character for, for how I normally am or how I want to be, right? So I think it's those sorts of things. And the other thing I was going to say, if I were to add a third piece to that list that I had, you know, I think this is really what I say in my book is like one of the first steps, being community. I should have said that first off. Being community and being a community of men. We often associate care and nurturing with women. So we often go to the women in our lives for that. But in, in actuality, a lot of times what we want is we want the same sort of connection from other men. So when you can find those spaces in community, and the way I describe it is when you find your group of men that you can really just be real with and then ask the question, this is not easy, but are you all holding each other from the place that you each can ugly cry in front of each other and it's okay? You can ugly cry. Yeah. Right. And it can be accepted without judgment and just held in it. I think that's what we need as men to go to have those types of spaces. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we can start doing our work because we're going to have more grounding. We're going to have more. And I think in reality, you probably have this in the military in some ways. It may just not have been as conscious or explicit, but we're creating these bonds all over the place. But maybe if we're more explicit in those bonds to say, hey, I want to have a deeper relationship with this community of men because these are good guys. And can I feel safe to really just like be there, trust, and have the have the anchors for when I go out and I'm really going on this journey for myself to look at myself, this shit that's going to be scary coming up that I know I have a community that's going to hold me in it so I don't lose my stuff. I think the term that comes to my mind from, I was part of the SWAT community, infantry, the, the top tier of like those sectors. And that word that comes to mind is that brotherhood where you really yeah. craft that brotherhood. And that's when I'm, when I was looking at your website, going through all your content, what I recognize, it's so difficult as men for us to state that verbally. Like, yeah, we, we might feel it. We might not even be able to identify that that's the feeling. But what the military and law enforcement does really well, just with as the type of work it is, it is very experiential where you're going through experiences with these men. And that's what I love about the work you're doing. You have these adventures, you have these retreats, you're putting guys together in a capacity of bonding that we might not recognize or identify like that's what we're needing. But I think that's what allows those higher echelon of teams to facilitate that brotherhood is like, you're going through these experiences together. And at the end of the day, like emotions going to hit. And that's when you know you can trust somebody enough 
to like ugly cry in front of them. And I am an ugly crier. So it takes a lot to get to that point for a lot of us. Right. So I love that that's part of what you're incorporating into warrior compassion. Cause I think that is huge for men to really be able to break that barrier down and actually start sharing. Yeah, man. And, you know, I think, I think the other piece, you know, I think what else is different is it's one thing to go off and do a men's retreat, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to incorporate in the mix. But I think there's also a lot of guys are like, they can't see themselves in that. They can't see themselves going off into the woods with a group of guys. Like it either doesn't resonate for them or it doesn't fit with their life or their lifestyle. I think where we're at right now is, you know, Mankind Project probably reached in 50 years, 77,000 guys, somewhere in there. Probably the largest, the oldest. It's out there as an established group. Powerful organization. They do great work. We have 3.7 billion men on this planet, right? And so to me, it's like, I look at the barriers. I look at the barriers to entry for this world. And I think one, how does it fit into my life and my lifestyle? Two, am I going to feel emasculated in the process? Three, like what's going to come up that I'm not going to have control over? So I think it's creating this in in a non-judgmental, non-agenda way that says this isn't about any agenda. There are no shoulds of how you should be. Here's an inquiry and questions to say, but how, who are you and who do you want to be, right? What are the sticking points in your life where you're feeling less fulfilled or less connected or you're feeling lost? And so I think being able to create the experiences that just kind of fit into your life and then asking you those deeper questions, those, as you said, Victor Frankl, those existential questions that supersede and transcend a lot of what's out there already to get you to the deepest levels of your own truth. I love everything you're saying, Sean. I think it's amazing. Definitely something that every guy out there should explore more and, you know, bet on themselves, you know, take this chance. Cause maybe this is the one thing. And I, this is the point I got to personally, where I feel like I tried everything. And then a buddy of mine challenged me to read a book called love yourself. Like your life depends on it. And I read that book and it was written by an infantryman. He was an E4 in the infantry. And like not written like any army book I've ever read before. Right. And it really focused on a lot of the topics you're talking about. And that was really the beginning of that journey for me, where it took an accountability partner, took a buddy of mine to be like, Hey man, this is where you're probably failing. My ego came involved. I'm like, no, man, I I love myself. I love me some me. And he's like, yeah, but you've tried everything else. What if this is the one thing you haven't tried that could really enlighten what you're working toward? And I think that's what you were offering a lot of these guys is like, maybe this is the one thing you haven't tried yet that could really be that missing factor, that missing ingredient, but you haven't tried it because you haven't allowed yourself to feel that way and and get involved in something like this. So I absolutely love everything you're putting out there, Sean. I'm going to give the audience another opportunity. What's the best way to see your content, get more from you and find out more about all the courses, the classes, the studio, all of that good stuff. Yeah, I think it's, you know, pure and simple, just uh, warriorcompassion.com. Everything's there. It's all kind of coming on out now. And then in September, expect to see the book Warrior Compassion hit the shelves. So taking a little bit more time to really, you know, let it become the book it's supposed to become, but it'd be on the shelves in, uh, in Amazon in September. Awesome. Sean, I love it, man. I appreciate you bringing all the wisdom to the show today. And of course, thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, 
reclaim your independence and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.